Welcome to the Kupinger Coal Analyst Chat. I'm your host. My name is Matthias Reinwart. I'm an analyst and advisor at Kupinger Coal Analysts. In each edition of this podcast, we have one guest joining me, often a fellow analyst or another interesting partner. And today, it is my colleague and founder and principal analyst of Kupinger Coal, Martin Kupinger. Hi, Martin. Hi, Matthias, and welcome to all the attendees. So great to have you again here. Um, again, we are talking about a really yeah, current topic and something that is really um, happening just out there. Um, we're talking ab about, and we have to talk about it again. We did this actually in one of the earliest editions of this podcast. We have to talk about uh, cybersecurity. We have to talk about phishing. And just right now, with uh, the corona crisis being in full swing, corona-related and COVID-19-related phishing schemes are really exploding. What is your first reaction when you think of that? No surprise. I would say it would be my first reaction. It is always, once, once a certain topic becomes popular, uh, the cyber criminals jump on it because they have a very, very simple approach, which is uh, I need to send out something or I need to use something for phishing, which attracts people. And apparently the current crisis or the hot topic of the day usually are the topics they use. So that it is these days, Corona is nothing new. Um, it just works well because people are spending more time looking at these topics than ever before. And they're searching for corona-related information. They are searching for some sort of gears, such as masks and other stuff. Um, and so the potential is, is huge for cybercrime. Exactly. And I'm, I've just looked at a, a recent article on Medium, which says it's really it, the phishing schemes around um, this topic really um, have jumped up at a at an immense pace so they say they talk about more than 660 percent since february so this is really something that that obviously has a lot of attention and it's really as you said uh, the, the cyber criminals are jumping on that bandwagon and maybe we ca can have a short look at the different types of threats that are out there because of course everybody thinks of Mails um, that are spread and try to make you click on links with with uh, current information like coronavirus maps, uh, but there is more to come. But I think we should start with these mails. Yes, I, I think mails apparently are. Uh, so, so one I'd, I'd like to add is um, I think that the opportunity never has been better to sort of skip the mail because frequently the mail is either you have an attachment or you have a malicious link in the mail. Um, right now, you have a huge opportunity to have people directly visiting the malicious website, which is, I would say, the big difference. And I would say, if you look at a, at a third aspect, so this more social phishing well, via phone and other types of messages, I would say this is apparently uh, not as much needed because we the attackers can go for the simple schemes, sending out mails, having links in tweets, having links in, in other types of, of social media communication, or just trying to push a website with malicious links uh, high enough and you're done. Exactly. I think this this mail topic, it's training, it's making people understand there are always the same identifying signals that really make um, one suspicious if this is really an actual mail or this is a faked mail. But, but um, nevertheless, 
you have you have to do it. You have to make sure and and just ignore everything that is sent into your inbox about coronavirus. I, I think that is not a a bad recommendation. Yeah, I, I think that that is a very important one. But I would go even one step further. If you are realistic, um, the level of sophistication in attacks in these days is lower than it commonly is and has been. So with all the, the people looking at corona news, um, you don't need sophisticated attacks these days to, because at the end, the, the model is very simple. Try to find as many people as you can which are clicking a malicious link, opening a malicious document, etc., to have the entry points for subsequent attacks. It, it is far easier these days. So you don't need sophisticated attacks. The good news on that in some way is if you use the same measures, the same actions as you commonly do in your sort of everyday self-protection against phishing attacks, you should be already pretty much on the safe side. And that is what Matthias brought up. So the one thing is, and this is a standard rule, um, be suspicious if you receive a mail from someone you don't expect to receive a mail from. Be suspicious regarding clicking links from sources you don't know. Never open a document which is attached to a mail if you don't have really good proof that this is secure to do. Um, but all these are standard recommendations. I bring up in every security awareness training I do myself. And by the way, if you look at um, our website and, and uh, for instance, our blog, you'll find a uh, five-minute security awareness training where everything is in. It's really easy to do at the end of the day. Just, so to speak, activate a good human sense of the people of your team. Give them some hints of what to look at. And one of these hints was Matthias already provided. I added some more. One thing to think of as well is to think of applications that you download to your mobile phone or even to your PC. Um, there are lots of apps around that aim at providing good information about the coronavirus and that are aiming at helping in this crisis. And as they are available, there are lots more which actually just pretend to, do, to be doing so and um, abuse your resources, your data on your mobile phone and um, use this information and your credibility uh, in a manner that is really uh, not what you really want. So maybe just an additional recommendation here, only use and download applications from known sources, from checked sources where somebody is really safeguarding the uh, app store that you're using um, and, and really make sure that the application that you are using is really the, the actual one and not the counterfeit one uh, so that you can be sure that not your mobile phone is being compromised, which might be then again be used for sending out phishing mails. Yeah. And I think, again, this is a, I would say a standard recommendation. Don't install apps. Uh, you're not sure about that they are the right apps and that's probably that's apparently even more the case when it comes to corona so we have this discussion about corona tracking apps and which are uh, privacy sensitive enough or not which to use and there are very few trusted sources for such apps and if it's about news honestly um, for me but i might be different from others here for me my my regular sources of news 
so that two or three or four uh, news websites or news apps I'm, um, I'm following consequently are sufficient. So I found for myself a good mix um, of different perspectives on things. I look at these and that's it. And at some point, I also feel that I have enough, for instance, Corona news. So again, most probably more than enough, more than enough. Yes. And so probably best advice is select a few trustworthy sources, rely on these and don't go for every other type of information you could get. So limited and maybe best go for the standard, the well-known publications, for instance, which provide so much information, plus maybe the John Hopkins University or uh, in Germany, the Robert Koch Institute, a few other public sources, which became prominent these days. But um, if you hear this name um, every day, 10 or 15 or 20 times, and then use their official website, then you should be also on the pretty safe side. Exactly. So to, to, to sum it up, it is nothing new. It is just another trigger that is used when it comes to making people clicking links or downloading software or um, yeah, uh, visiting websites. It's just a different trigger. Stay vigilant. Stay just critical when it comes to um, every mail that you receive. Recheck them. Uh, don't download unknown software and... Of course, you need to have a good endpoint protection, so some anti-malware, some antivirus, of course, being installed um, on each device that you're using. If you use these recommendations, which are not new at all, um, I think um, you should be safe and just be, as, as, as you said, Martin, it's, it's really just um, use your good common sense and that might help in that situation as well. Yeah, and do a simple five-minute security awareness training for everyone. You might target it a little bit more at Corona, show some samples. There are some, some well-known samples available in the internet uh, to illustrate it. The good thing is, and that's what I always say, you know, everyone in his personal life is as well uh, at risk. So it's not only the business, it's also the, the personal side. So people understand that they are interested in learning about it to protect themselves, just do it and trust uh, with a little education in the good human sense of the people that's a great summary again and i think um that's it for today thanks martin for joining me uh, with regards to this topic which is really on everybody's mind right now and um, looking forward to having you in one further edition very soon thank you martin thank you, thank you.